Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good morning. What's going on, Washington, D.C.? I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on D.C. Sports Radio 106.7. The fans simulcast on the Team 980 and always available around the country on the Odyssey app. Download it today for free. It's the best app out there for music, play-by-play, and sports talk, I use it every morning to get up and rewind to hear the sports junkies. You can hear B. Mitch and Finley after them, followed by Grant and Danny. And joining us right now on the BetQL guest hotline, as I need to let all my listeners know, sports betting has come to Maryland. Do not place that first bet without checking with the folks at BetQL because BetQL analyzes every game to find you the most profitable betting opportunity. You can get three free days of betql access by downloading the betql app or visiting betql.com on the betql guest hotline part of the beltway football podcast it's mitch tischler what's going on mitch what's going on anyway bringing the energy here on a saturday morning absolutely i mean we're talking about an undefeated football team a team that has a rare opportunity to go 2-0 for the first time since 2011. Let's rewind back to week one, though. You know I like to ask you this. How did you feel the offensive line played in week one for the Commanders? The offensive line wasn't a strength, but I don't think it was quite as bad as uh, as folks uh, made it out to be. Uh, there were six Sam House sacks, probably about three of those were on the offensive line. I think the other I think two, you can probably blame on uh, – Sam, and then a third uh, was a miscommunication with the uh, with the tight ends. But they didn't play well, but they didn't play poorly. They certainly in, uh, a nice stepping stone place to start as they uh, hopefully play a little better this week against the Broncos. Yeah, my poll of the day right now, available on Twitter at AWOD Radio for you to vote in, is how many points do you think the Commanders will score against the Denver Broncos? What do you think, Mitch? I got to be honest, I do not think this game is going to be a particularly uh, exciting football game. I think you have two teams that are very, very similar. You know, I think uh, you look at the, the, the Broncos and the Commanders, and it's almost like the Spider-Man meme with both teams pointing at each other. Uh, there's going to be a lot of running in this game. I don't think there's going to be a ton of a ton of stuff downfield, and it's going to be uh, both teams relying on uh, their defenses to try and uh, bring them home. Um, I think my uh, prediction was, Commanders 16, Broncos 14. So uh, <laughs> not going to be a lot of points. I don't think there's going to be a ton of points scored, but uh, I do think the Commanders come out on top. Yeah, I-, I really hope they're able to establish the run early, and then you can uh, go with some play-action fakes from there. But I-, I do think, Mitch, most people would agree the deciding factor in this contest 
will be Denver's offensive line against Washington's defensive line. How do you think that plays out? Yeah, I actually think both sides of the ball, it's going gonna, it's gonna to depend on what happens up front. Um, you know, the Broncos, uh, the Broncos defense did a really good job against the Raiders in, uh, in week one. I mean, Josh Jacobs is, is no slouch as a running back, and he only averaged uh, 2.5 yards a carry. And, you know, the commanders struggled running the ball certainly early in that game against the Cardinals. And as they got a little later, uh, you know, started, started moving it. But Brian Robinson – you know, average 3.1 per carry, but probably through three quarters, he was averaging about two yards a carry. It's got to get better than that. They've got to be able to open some more holes. Uh, Brian's got to be able to hit some more holes. So I think as, as, as a group, you got to look at, uh, you know, the interior of that uh, commander's O-line when you look at the uh, Sam Cosby, Nick Gates, Sidney Charles group, should be able to win uh, against the, against the, the Broncos' uh, interior O-line. So I expect to see them, uh, the commanders try and pound the rock between the tackles and uh, and get Brian Robinson going there. A lot was made about Denver's inability to get after Jimmy Garoppolo. You think that's just, hey, it's a veteran quarterback getting the, rid of the ball quick, or has Denver's pass rush taken a step back? Well, Denver's pass rush has certainly taken a step back, and I think you know you you look at the way Garoppolo attacks Denver, and that's a lot of, that's a lot like how Sam Howell's going to want to attack him, but. You can say that they didn't get after uh, they, they didn't get after uh, Garoppolo a whole lot, but Garoppolo ended up having to to run the ball quote unquote nine times. And you know that the you know the 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 Raiders didn't plan on having uh, Garoppolo tuck the rock under his arm and, and do that. So they certainly got enough pressure where they forced him out of the pocket and forced him for you know a couple to a couple scrambles. Um, Sam, I think, will be more effective in on the move than uh, than Jimmy is, and uh, ultimately, you know. The way the Cardinals uh, attacked the Commanders in, in Week One was they really only rushed four and, and dropped seven in the coverage, and kind of took away the quick passing game that um, you know Sam and, and Eric Bieniemy really want to use. It's going to be interesting to see if the Broncos do uh, the same thing because they're they're much more prone to uh, to, uh, to blitzing. And um, Broncos defensive coordinator uh, Vance Joseph knows uh, Eric Bieniemy very well. They they went to college together. They're in the same frat. They live together they're good buddies so um and Bianami being in in uh Kansas City they uh obviously traveled to, to they played the, the Broncos twice a year uh every year he was there so there's some there's a lot of familiarity there with the uh with the schemes and it'll be interesting to see how it plays out it's Mitch Tischler here from the Beltway Football Podcast on the BetQL guest hotline I'm Adam Epstein this is AWOD Radio you know something changed in that third quarter something flipped defensively for the commanders where all of a sudden Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, and Montez Sweat were getting past their man, getting past the Arizona offensive line with ease. I'm wondering, can the defense start like that tomorrow against the Denver Broncos? Can they set the tone like they, they did in that third quarter with all those tackles for losses and then the strip sack? I mean, you certainly hope so. That third, that third quarter, the end of that third quarter was pretty spectacular and, you know, when you have a bunch of stars across the, the defensive line or on a football team, you want them to step up when it matters most, and that's exactly what those guys did. And now you add in that you get Chase Young back, and you know you hope you get rookie year Chase Young, and, and he's going to be you know raring and, and champing at the bit and excited and and ready to go. It's going to be uh, it's going to be a challenge for that Broncos uh, offensive line, especially those Broncos tackles uh, are not particularly strong in. Uh, Garrett Bowles and, and, and Mike McGlinchey. Mike McGlinchey played with uh, 
Kyle Shanahan in, in uh, San Fran for a while. But there are going to be a lot of opportunities for Montez Sweat and uh, and uh, and Chase Young to, to get after the get after the quarterback and be difference makers. And uh, that's exactly what they're going to have to do here because um, you know you, you know what Russ Wilson historically has been able to do uh, if you give him a lot of time in the pocket. And I don't know if you know the 2023 version of Russ Wilson still has it, but uh, I don't want it. I don't want him to find it against against Washington. Offensively last week for the Commanders, you knew they wanted to get Terry McLaurin involved. You knew they wanted to get Dehan Dotson open in space. But uh, to to a lot of people's surprise, Curtis Samuel led the team in receptions and yards. Does that change this week? I, I kind of think you're going to see Terry McLaurin uh, get targeted a ton. And one of my keys to victory is for him to get over 75 yards. Uh, that might be tough for Terry. Uh, I, this is a very, very tough matchup with uh, Patrick Sertain, uh, the, uh, the first rounder from, uh, from, from two years ago, I guess, uh, on the outside uh, with, the, uh, with the Broncos. He's going to be following Terry uh, across the field. Um, you know, Patrick Sertain is one of those elite cornerbacks uh, uh, that I don't think necessarily gets talked about enough or, or recognized, at least over here on the East Coast, maybe – Partially East West Coast AFC NFC thing, um, but Sertain is, is one of the one of the one of the best uh, young DBs in the game out there. Um, I actually think the the matchup that you got to watch is going to be uh, Jahan Dotson against uh, Damari Mathis. Um, Damari Mathis is the corner that start, starts opposite of Sertain, and uh, um, last week he gave up nine nine catches for eighty one yards to Jacoby Myers and. You know, no offense to Jacoby Myers, but Jahan Dotson is a much better football player than, than Jacoby Myers is. And uh, if Damari Mathis struggled as much as he did with uh, with Jacoby, I think there could be a, a real chance for, for Jahan to have a to have a breakout game here. So um, I think Terry's still also kind of working back from that foot and isn't necessarily 100%. Certainly they need to get the ball into his hands by, by no means am I saying that they need to, you know, forget about him. But he has, he has a really tough matchup and – Opposite of him, Shahan has one that seems uh, advantageous for the Burgundy Gold. Follow Mitch on social media at Mitch underscore Tischler. Uh, last thing here, how do you think the offensive coordinator, Eric Bieniemy and the head coach, Ron Rivera, handle Antonio Gibson's fumbling issue? Do they think they move past it and keep handling him, the, handing him the rock this weekend? Or will you see maybe Chris Rodriguez get some carries? Yeah, I mean, I think I think they'll handle it a lot like we saw last week. I think Chris Rodriguez might get uh, a couple more carries, but you can't bury a guy after one mistake, at least one mistake this season. Obviously, we know about Antonio Gibson's uh, past issues with uh, with fumbling the football, and and you know you hope it was just a one time thing, and uh, and he's able to to, to kind of rally around it. I really like the way that Bieniemy handled it. You know, he didn't bury him on the bench and and kind of. Uh, get in his head early in the season that it's, that it's an issue, but certainly let him know that it was a problem based on, you know, the carries that, uh, that Chris Rodriguez ended up with. So, you know, as long as Chris continues to, to purport himself well and, and pass block well and, you know, get the, you know, be able to fall forward for a couple extra yards here and there, uh, I think they're going to keep handing him the rock and, and keep developing him. So um, hopefully for Antonio Gibson, he's able to get the ball out in space a little bit more and, uh, and on the run where he can use the speed and his explosiveness, but uh, it's certainly concerning and certainly an issue that uh, has once again reared its ugly head. 
Mitch, I appreciate you taking the time to join the show. Check out the Beltway Football Podcast alongside J.P. Finley. It was a good episode. I listened to it this morning, man. Thanks. Uh-huh. Thanks a lot. Uh, thanks for having me. Yep, you're listening to AWOD Radio on the fan. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. I'll be right back. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back. Happy Saturday morning, everybody. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on DC Sports Radio 106.7 The fans simulcast on the Team 980. Got you covered on both ends of the dial. And always available wherever you go on your phone on the Odyssey app. Download it today for free. It's the best app out there for music, play-by-play, and the best damn sports talk in town. We've got my new co-worker at Odyssey Richmond, Michael Phillips, hopping on the show at 1030. You can now hear him Monday through Friday on the Odyssey app from 10 to 12 noon. Uh, but right now I want to go through all of the top stories around the National Football League on NFL Hits. Every regular season matchup, every head coach on the hot seat, the hit stories in the NFL, NFL Hits on A1 Radio. All right, we, we'll start with Aaron Rodgers, like Batman. Aaron Rodgers will return, telling the Pat McAfee show earlier this week, quote, give me the doubts, give me the timetables, give me all the things that you think should or will happen because all I need is that one little extra percent of inspiration. That's all I need. So give me your doubts, give me your prognostications, and then watch what I do. I, I never doubted that Aaron Rodgers would retire. I, I know nobody wants to go out on an injury, especially not as embarrassing as that. He lasts just 75 seconds into his Jets career. He'll return. I don't think he ever wins a Super Bowl again. I, I think that ship has sailed. With, with that injury being so tough. But I do think Aaron Rodgers returns and leads the Jets into the postseason next year. Chargers, running back Austin Eckler and linebacker Eric Chen- Kendricks are doubtful to play at the Tennessee Titans on Sunday. Eckler hurt his ankle in the season opening loss to the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Jerry Judy, who pulled his hamstring on August 24th, 
for the Broncos' joint practice with the L.A. Rams, right? He missed week one. They lost to the Raiders. Well, he was able to practice fully all week, and it is in line to make his debut this Sunday against the Washington Commanders. Big story here with the Houston Texans. I didn't realize this. C.J. Stroud hurt his shoulder week one. He's listed as questionable to play against the Colts on Sunday. This was supposed to be a matchup of the two top picks in the NFL draft. C.J. Stroud against Bryce Young. Or, no, excuse me, C.J. Stroud against Anthony Richardson. We'll see what happens as C.J. Stroud listed as questionable on the injury report. All right, time to go through the games here and pick some winners for you. Here's how it works. I go through each game. I give it three stars. That means you're up for certified game of the week. Everyone around the country should be watching. Two stars means I'll guarantee I'll be watching. One star, I'll probably have it on the background or catch uh, catch it on red zone. Zero stars, I'm not watching. It's a terrible game. And that's where we start. I'm giving zero stars to the Packers at the Falcons. The Pack think they're back after week one. Atlanta looked good week one. I'm not interested in that game. I think that's a lame game. I'm giving that game a D-plus rating. Zero stars. We go on to Raiders at Bills. That's a one-star game for AWOD. I think the Bills should win this game, but the Raiders have some momentum right now. Um, if the Bills don't win, I'm going to say it right now, if the Bills go to 0-2, they go to 0-3. Commanders get a win next week if the Bills can't beat the lousy Vegas Raiders. Ravens at Bengals. That's one of the best games of the 1 o'clock schedule. Should be a great game. Both teams have bad blood against each other. They both didn't look sharp. Baltimore got the win, even though the offense struggled and looked rusty. Bengals offense did nothing, put like three points on the board. Baltimore gets the win. That is an upset pick on AWOD Radio. Give me the Ravens over the Bengals to give that a one-star game. Two-star game means I'll lock I'll be watching it. That's the Seahawks at the Lions. I really think that this is a solid game here. The Lions looked great offensively, shocked the world, uh, taking down the Kansas City Chiefs. Seahawks were a playoff team last year. I do not believe the Seahawks start the season 0-2. Give me the Hawks to de defeat the Detroit Lions. Chargers at Titans. No thanks. I'm going to pass on that game. Both teams are desperate for a win. I thought the Chargers we're going to be fun to watch this year offensively. I still think they're going to be fun to watch. Not against this Titans team that's going to try to run, 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 run. I think that's a boring game. I'm out. Bears at Bucks. I'm also passing on that game. To get to AWOD's certified game of the week, guaranteeing football fans around the country will enjoy watching this one, and that is Chiefs at Jags. I mean, wow, love this matchup. A rematch of last year's divisional round AFC matchup and when the Chiefs defeated the Jags to get the AFC Conference Championship game. Jags offense looked incredible week one. Calvin Ridley was making great catches. Zay Jones had a one-yard catch. And Travis Etienne Jr. eats up yards on the rushing attack and the passing attack. He's great. But give me the Chiefs to just not start the season 0-2. I mean, it could have been Chiefs against the 85 Bears. I would take the Chiefs to not go 0-2. Give me the Chiefs over the Jags. Colts at Texans. Snooze fast. No thank you. Talked about it. We don't even know if C.J. Stroud's going to play. No thank you. Final score probably 10-9. 49ers at Rams. I'm giving that a one-star game. I'll be checking in on it periodically. Uh, look, these two teams always play a close game. I'm not sure I'm going to say the same thing about this year. On paper, the Niners should blow out the Rams, 
but somehow Matthew Stafford and the Rams, you got to give Sean McVay a ton of credit. They looked really good week one, uh, dismantling of the Seahawks. So maybe their offense can score some points, but I do think the, the Niners win this game and cover the spread. It's at Cardinals. Um, I'm going to pick the Giants to win this game and cover the spread. It's a zero-star game for me. I don't think it's fun to watch the Cardinals this season offensively. Defensively, they flew around the field. I'll give them a lot of credit. Uh, Gannon made a difference there. But offensively, they're going to stink it up. There's no way the Giants lose to the Cardinals, right? I mean, the Junkies picked it as their lock of the week. We're all hoping because that was a fun segment that the Giants win and the survivor pool continues. Uh, Jets at Cowboys. That's a one-star game for me. Um, I actually locked it in on my survivor pool to pick the Cowboys. Look, are the Jets really going to start the season 2-0 with Zach Wilson? I mean, the Cowboys' defense looked so good. I think they're going to force Zach into a few turnovers. The Jets' defense might force Dak Prescott into a few turnovers. Cowboys still win a low-scoring game. Uh, Dolphins at Patriots. Give me a one-star game for that. Bell, Bill Belichick cannot afford to go 0-2 again this year and try to make it into the postseason but he's going to go 0-2 because that Dolphins offense looked like the best in the league Moster, Tyreek Hill, Waddle if Tua can stay healthy the Dolphins will win that division Saints at Panthers, Snooze Fest I'm out, no thank you on that one and then we round it out on the second Monday Night Football game with the Browns at the Steelers I'm uh, give me two stars for that, that's a good rivalry and the Browns Looked so good week one. You had Miles Garrett crossing over offensive linemen, getting into the backfield and sacking Joe Burrow. Nick Chubb, he is so much fun to watch run the football. When he puts his foot in the dirt and goes upfield, you just can't stop him from getting 10 yards. The Browns look great. The Steelers looked awful. But I do think this is going to be an entertaining game. It always is between those two teams. Give me the Browns to win by a field goal. If you want to chime in, Phone lines are open, 833-804-0910. Excuse me, that's 1-800-636-1067. Too many numbers here on AWOD Radio, 1-800-636-1067. Michael Phillips uh, from MP on the mic that can be heard 10 to noon on the Odyssey app will join me next. You're listening to AWOD on the fan. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Welcome back. What's going on, Washington, D.C.? How are you doing today? Happy Saturday morning. I'm Adam Epstein, live and local here from 9 to 12 noon, always available around the country on the Odyssey app. We're also simulcast on the Team 980. Phone lines are open throughout the show. 
1-800-636-1067. You can be the quarterback, the coach, or the GM of this segment. Give me your thoughts on Commanders at Broncos. Phone lines are always open. But joining us right now on the BetQL guest hotline, as I need to let all the listeners know, sports betting has now come to Maryland. And don't place that first bet without checking with the good folks at BetQL because BetQL analyzes every game to find you the most profitable betting opportunities. You can you can get three free days of BetQL access by downloading the BetQL app or visiting BetQL.com on the BetQL guest hotline. It's my new co-worker here at Odyssey, Richmond, MP on the mic. Michael Phillips can be heard from 10 to noon. What's going on, MP? Yo, feeling good down here in Richmond. And, uh, I mean, I, I got a good co-worker here in Adam. He's, he's clean. <laughs> he you know, takes care of business. I've, I've seen some people who work at the fan, and, and we're not going to name names. We're not going to single out Chris Russell. We're not going to do it. <laughs> uh, who, who, who sprawl out, you know, take over the space. Uh, I feel like I feel like you know you, you're you're a good person to share a studio with. Well, nothing against Chris Russell, but you'll never see me bring in a big salad. I mean, like just the <laughs> largest bowl of salad ever. He is famous for the big salad. He he makes it in you know like a like a giant mixing bowl and brings it in. It's it's an impressive. I mean, Jerry Seinfeld himself would would say that's a big salad. Uh, we love we love some big sexy Chris Russell. We love him. All right, so you actually talked yourself into a commander's victory. For those who missed it, catch the audience up. How were you able to talk yourself into a win? At preseason, I did have this one circled as a loss. I think, you know, it's, it's a very important, obviously, in Denver for these guys to get off to a, to a hot start. You got Sean Payton and Russell Wilson, uh, you know, a couple winnable home games for them, Vegas and, uh, and the commanders. Uh, I thought they'd be off to a, to a quick start. I, watching it back, though. Their pass rush was not as good as Arizona's pass rush was against Sam Howell. Now, that, that's not to say, you know, they don't have talent there. I think that is a talented defense. But I, I, think it's a, I think it's a good matchup there. And I think on defense, I think these guys are eating right now. And I, I think there's the possibility to get into Russell Wilson's head, to get some turnovers, to get some takeaways. And something you noted that I agree with, Russell Wilson does not throw the ball down the field anymore. And I don't know if that's you know, he's, he's getting older, he, he has less time in the pocket, whatever it is, he's really not doing a lot of it. And, you know, those are the plays that traditionally kill the commanders. Yeah, I really think this defensive line is going to be able to get after Russell, move him off of his spot and force a mistake or two. But Sam Howell, week one. Michael, let's go through what you thought were the positives. So for me, like, he bounced back from mistakes. Check that off. He, he took off and scored a big touchdown in the fourth quarter with his feet. And the fact that he hung in there after a massive hit to the helmet, that was a lot of the positives. What were your thoughts? They beat him up. Yeah, six, six sacks on the board, but certainly way more than six hits when you, when you tally it up in total. They beat him up. Uh, he made mistakes, and he just kept bouncing back, kept bouncing back and making plays, uh, was, was still – on his game, still sharp at the finish. Uh, you know, that, that's the most you can hope for. And what I liked was Eric Bieniemy put a lot of faith in him early. There were a lot of passes early on in that game. That was a statement to me. That was a statement by Eric Bieniemy. We're going to win through the air this year. This is going to go through Sam Howell. And some, some weeks it will look pretty, and some weeks it will not look pretty. Now, they went away from that in the final few minutes. They salted away the win, chose to just take the field goal, chose to keep it moving. That did not bother me against the Arizona Cardinals. 
You're playing a different ball game tomorrow, though. It's be like, oh, you know, he got he got too conservative at the end. No, he played the game that was in front of him at the end. It is a different game this week. If you're up one on the Denver Broncos and you've got the ball in their territory in the fourth quarter, you're not running Brian Robinson into the middle of the line three times and kicking a field goal. You're, unless unless Russell Wilson has totally melted down and you want to give him the ball, but I don't I don't see that happening. You're going to try to score a touchdown. You're going to try to put points on the board. Brian Robinson Jr. Week one, 19 carries for 59 yards, just a 3.1 yard average. Uh, but he did have one impressive catch for seven yards and also got into the end zone. Also wasn't credited with it, but he had that nice one-handed catch on a, a backwards throw from Sam Howell there in the fourth quarter. What did you see from Brian Robinson Jr. week one? I thought he missed a few holes and maybe a cutback lane or two. Yeah, and I, I'm the, you know, I, I thought this last year, and the problem was last year you just didn't want to render any Brian Robinson verdicts because – you know, th- there was the shooting, there was the comeback. He was a rookie. You know, anything you got out of him was really just a great story at that point. But even going as far back as the draft, talking to people about him, I, that's who he is. He is a, a three to four yard per carry kind of guy. He is not a home run hitter running back. And, and that's just not who he is. I don't mind that, though. I think it's nice for this team to have that identity. If he can turn first and 10 into, into second and six with regularity, uh, I, I think they would take that. I think they would feel really good about that. And, you know, we, we didn't see any Antonio Gibson last week because of the fumble. You, know, you fumble in the red zone, all of a sudden you don't see the field. If Antonio Gibson comes back, that obviously introduces another element to this. I don't think we've seen the end of Curtis Samuel in terms of his impact in the run game. All of these things will be beneficial to Brian Robinson. If, if, if he and Samuel are both in the backfield, I think that gives you the opportunity to, to do a lot of different things. I, I think, I think we're, they're still scratching the surface as far as what they can do. I, I just worry fans are maybe trying to turn Brian Robinson into something he's not. He's, he's a fullback-style running back, and that's good, that, but that's who he is. Michael Phillips with us here on the BetQL Guest Hotline. Follow Michael Phillips on social media, Michael P. N. R. V. A. and check out MP on the Mic weekdays from 10 to noon always available on the Odyssey app. So when you think back to last week, I think you think the top five defensive players for Washington were the three guys up front, John Allen, Deron Payne, Montez Sweat, and then Cam Curl uh, up there as well, maybe Manuel Forbes or Kendall Fuller. But the stats show that Jamin Davis had six tackles, four of them solo, and Cody Barton had five tackles, three of them solo. Did we not make a big, big enough deal about the impact from the linebackers for the commanders? Well, I think the defensive line creates a lot of those linebacker tackles. They allow those guys to go hunt, to find their holes, to plug up those holes, to make the tackles. But solid linebacker play, the fact that I went all week, I did 10 hours of radio this week, and and not once did I negatively mention one of this team's linebackers. Honestly, that's success right there. That's a sign. Jack Del Rio had a great game plan. Everybody executed that game plan. Everybody did their part. I'm I'm not ready to board this like, Wow, they've got it figured out at linebacker, uh, you know, train here. I, I don't, I don't think that's quite it. But I do think everybody else doing their job really allowed those guys to focus on. You know, you remember Cole Holcomb was just racking up the tackles in the middle for those teams. Uh, I think that's what these guys can do now with that. If that defensive line goes and hunts, they're they're filling those holes. Um, yeah, I, I had no issue with the linebacker play last week, and I, I think that's the nicest thing you can say about them. And Nicer than I thought I'd be saying about them. 
Yeah, the defense was great as a whole last week. Took the game from the Cardinals there late third quarter and fourth quarter uh, with the tackles for loss and the forced fumble there. But now they get another impact player. Chase Young will make his 2023 season debut. Uh, so we're all told, you know, I, I don't believe it until I see him out there for the first play. But what, it, what does that look like? What does a pitch count for a defensive line look like? And, and what do you think Chase Young makes an impact like? And I'm curious if they bring him in for a couple series or if they bring him in situationally, bring him off off the bench on third downs or, or you know, whatever the situation is they've identified for him. Um, I, I think that will be very interesting to see. That kind of tells you what they think about where he's at, whether they want to use those snaps in high-profile, high-leverage situations, to borrow the baseball term, or, or if, if it's just going to be, here's your series, play this series, see what happens. Um, I, I think that'll tell us what the coaches think of him and where he's at. I, he, anytime he's on the field, he's got the opportunity to change the game, and he's got the ability to change the game. We all know that. There just hadn't been enough of that the last few years, and, and obviously the injuries have been a big part of that. Um, this is the first step in a season-long project to reclaim his reputation as a game wrecker, reclaim his ability to go get top dollar on the open market, and that's going to benefit everybody. I'm, I'm at the point where I don't think he'll be in Washington next year. I just mm-hmm. don't don't see a lot of paths that lead to that. Um, but the team would benefit from from a, a you know Chase Young getting after it, and, and Chase Young would benefit from Chase Young getting after it. So. Uh, you know, I, I'll be very curious what those situations are. Um, I would remind you what I think is one of Chase Young's best plays of his career happened in Denver. It was two years ago, late in the game. The Broncos just needed to run for a first down to salt the game away. Chase Young not only gets into the backfield, but actually forces the fumble to give Washington a chance to win that game. Now, they didn't have an offense, so they didn't win the game, which is why we don't talk about that play all that often. But plays like that are, are why you put up with everything everything else swirling on around him. Michael, you were a newspaper guy for a long time, and now I'm happy to call you a coworker at 910 The Fan, MP on the mic from 10 to noon. But write me a headline right now for Monday's paper. What's it going to say? Ooh, I, I like this. Yeah, it's uh, um, we, we got to do the pun, right? We got, we got Mile High. We got Rocky Mountain. Um, Give me the Denver Post on Monday morning, Rocky Mountain Low with, with sad Russell Wilson walk, walking off the field, only threw for 220, uh, got sacked three times, just, just couldn't put it together. And, boy, there's a lot of serious questions about his long-term future in Denver. Rocky Mountain Low. I love that. Michael, thanks for joining the show, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> Take care, man. Yep, you're listening to AWOD Radio on The Fan. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. We'll be right back. What up? Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on DC Sports Radio 1067 The Fan, simulcast on the Team 980 and always available around the country on the Odyssey app. Talking some ball here on The Fan, some football. We waited all offseason to talk some NFL, and the Commanders started off the season 1-0. Yes, undefeated to start the Josh Harris era. How does that make you feel, right? I am fired up. I've got so much energy, so much juice. I could do 12 hours straight this morning. Just going to do three, all right? Then I'll pass it off at 12 noon. But right now, phone lines are open, 1-800-636-1067. It's the Commanders on the road at the Denver Broncos. Give me your keys to victory. Give me your offensive and defensive X factor for the game and a prediction for the final score, 
106.7. Phone lines are always open during during AWOD Radio. I'm a diehard fan of this team. I want to speak to the fans of the team. 1-800-636-1067. Before I give you my keys to victory, our friends at Commander's Wire came up with their four keys to a Commander's victory in Week 2 against the Broncos. And number one for them, I totally agree, it was harass Russell Wilson, right? They say, remember when the commander's head coach, Ron Rivera, so badly wanted Russell Wilson that he was willing to part ways with multiple first-round picks? That seems like a long time ago after Wilson's horrible 22 season. Now he's looking to get his career back on track under Sean Payton. And I, I think we all thought that Sean Payton, who had so much success with Drew Brees in New Orleans with the Saints, Super Bowl champion, was going to be able to fix Wilson. But in week one, he had 27 completed passes. You're thinking 27 completed passes? He's probably thrown for nearly 300 yards. No. He threw for 177 yards. 5.5 yards per throw. The game plan was obvious for Wilson to get rid of the ball quickly, but he rarely took a shot downfield. He has become a check down Charlie. And so if Washington's able to harass him, move him off his spot, and force him to hold on to the ball longer than he wants to, I think that's how you create some mistakes and cause some turnovers. Number two, they say eliminate the big plays. Yeah, that I mean, that's a huge one, right? I'm, last week, the Cardinals had one drive, and it came right after the commander's touchdown. Where It was very reminiscent of the beginning of 2022. The explosive plays was the key term of early 2022. I think back to that Lions game where they had those drives where it was first down, first down, second down, first down. They didn't even face the third down. The Cardinals had one drive like that last week, and it was hard to watch. They were running it on the outside. They were doing jet sweeps. They were getting guys in motion. Dobbs was firing downfield. Now, I will say, Washington's defense did a bend but don't break, which is what they always do under Jack Del Rio. But the only reason they didn't break is because Zach Ertz dropped the touchdown pass. We cannot allow the Denver Broncos to go downfield with ease. I like the bend but don't break, but you can't let them get downfield with these chunk plays, the explosive plays. Have to eliminate that. Uh, next up, keys to victory here from Commander's Wire. They say, have better balance. Washington offense coordinator Eric Bieniemy was aggressive in the first half last week and then ran the ball most of the fourth quarter. I, I expect a much more um, balanced attack against the Denver Broncos. You're going to see them try to run the ball early to set up the play action. I really believe Bieniemy was almost trying to show off his skills as a coordinator, his skills calling plays last week. He started the game hot. He wanted to go right down the field, take the deep shots. He's going to rein it back a little bit against the Broncos tomorrow. And then the fourth key, avoid the special teams disaster. There has been a lot of talk about Cameron Cheeseman and the bad snap. Somehow, Tressway was still able to get the hold down, and Joey Sly knocked in the field goal. That was one of my keys to victory last week. I said, the Cardinals are not a good enough team to beat Washington unless we beat ourselves. We nearly did that with three turnovers on offense, but no special teams disasters. I agree. That's one of the keys this week against the Denver Broncos. 1-800-636-1067. 1-800-636-1067. So, AWOD's keys to victory here. Sam Howell had two turnovers on his own last week, right? He had the interception in which I believe somebody probably hit his hand and it was a wobbler, but he was holding on to the ball too long. And then the fumble in which he was definitely holding on to the ball too long, tried to make a play happen, get away from a sack. Instead, it was a strip sack 
fumble, return for a touchdown, seven points on the board for the Cardinals. Key number one, on the road. This is Sam Howell's first road start of his career in the National Football League. He's allowed one mistake. One mistake. He can have one interception. He cannot have multiple turnovers for the Commanders to win this game. Rarely do you win a football game when you lose the turnover battle. Rarely do you win a football game when you have three turnovers offensively. Key number one, Sam Howell's allowed one mistake. Nobody else can make a mistake. If Sam Howell plays perfect football, fine, one other mistake, one turnover is the amount that Washington can have and still win. If they have two, it's not going to be a victory. Number two, keys to victory here for AWOD. Defensively last year, or last week, they stepped in front of a few passes. And Emmanuel Forbes with the fourth down stop to win the game. That was a, a pass deflection right there. Cameron Curl had one. Forbes had one. Percy Butler had one. And there were a few plays where Kendall Fuller got there right as his guy made the catch, right? And that's how he got six tackles for the game. Key to victory number two for Washington. Defense needs to make a play that's not the defensive line, all right? I'm looking at the linebackers, the corners, and the safety. One of you guys needs to jump in front of a pass and intercept Russell Wilson. Key to victory number two is the defense to make an interception. Number three, how do you win a game on the road? against a desperate team like the Denver Broncos. And they are desperate. Because if you go to 0-2, you have a very little chance of getting into the postseason. Right? And they botched that game against the Vegas Raiders. I'm sure they were expecting that to be a victory. All of, uh, you know, Broncos Nation, Let's Ride, was expecting that to be a victory. Instead, it was a loss. So they're desperate. And that's why I started this show by saying Washington needs to match the Denver sense of urgency that they're going to have. Well, how do you do that? You get your ace involved. I, you heard Mitch Sessler. He said it's going to be hard to get McLaurin involved because of Patrick Sertan's ability to be a lockdown corner. I don't care. Force feed the ball to McLaurin. Over 75 yards for Terry McLaurin. Get your ace involved. That's AWOD's third key to victory right there. I mean, that's it right there. It's it's not that's not that difficult, all right? This is not a Denver Broncos team that's going to go 11-6 and six this season. I think Denver, when it's all said and done this year, has between 8 and 10 wins, maybe 7, right? They might be a team that's 7 and 10 and struggle throughout the season. They lost to the Raiders. That's probably the last place team in that division. They've got to play Kansas City twice. The Chargers have a strong offense. They put up 34 points week one. I think this is a Broncos team that is going to finish the season around 500. It's a very winnable game for Washington. They've got to max their intensity. Sam Howell, one mistake. At the most, defense forces Russell Wilson in a mistake and Terry McLaurin over 75 yards. Now, my offensive X factor for the Commanders, I'm going to stick with Logan Thomas for one more week. I'm going to stick with Logan for one more week. I believe in Logan Thomas. I loved him in college at Virginia Tech, right? Loved him right out of college, and then his first year with the Commanders, he was unbelievable. Since then, he's dealt with injuries, and... I think he's slowly working himself back to 100%. He had first-game jitters. If you ask him, did he really drop those passes or did they slip through his hands, right? I mean, I think he makes those grabs tomorrow. Uh, you can see Sam Howell wants to go to the tight end. He wants to go to Logan Thomas. He wants to go to Cole Turner. He wants to get the big guys involved on third down. I'm sticking with Logan Thomas for one more week. Give me him as my offensive X factor. Let's say six catches for 65 yards. Defensive X-Factor. 
I'm not going to say Chase Young. I'm not going to say Chase Young. I'm, ex- I'm excited to get him out on the field. But I'm sticking with Montez Sweat. Give me another sack and force fumble for Montez Sweat. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on DC Sports Radio 106.7. The fans simulcast on the Team 980 and always available on the Odyssey app. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 